Welcome to She Breeds, where the goal of every podcast episode is to inspire and empower women to up-level and lean in to the best versions of themselves. I hope you enjoy. Hello, and welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of She Breeds. It is a chilly but sunny day in March, only a couple days left in March. These months, they're just flying by. One of my uh, freelance marketing clients, we work on quarters, so we have Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4, and before I started working in marketing, I didn't really think about the year in that way. Um, I guess anyone who has worked in ad sales or finance or any, or a lot of corporate jobs thinks of the year in a quarterly fashion, but someone like me who is a teacher and a creator, I guess I didn't really think about that. But now that I work in a space that does, I even think about life kind of in that way. So we are rounding out Q1, guys. Um, Hope you had a great first quarter and I hope it was, I hope you achieved some goals and if you set some new year intentions, I hope that you are well on your way to doing that. One thing that I did It's been a doozy of a quarter for me Um, with Brooks's strange bacterial infection that gave him the scary cellulitis on his leg. And then with my dad's fall, um, I have been to Mission Hospital more times than I would like to have been. Um, It had been many years since I had even graced the campus of Mission Hospital. And now I have been many, many times in the past three months. But a little update on my dad. He's still in the hospital and he should hopefully be transitioning today or tomorrow, but I feel like I have been saying that for the past week, so I'm not sure. We're still trying to figure out what the next phase is for him, Um, but I have been to the hospital 11 out of the last 14 days. But he's so sweet, he's doing really well, and he is just really alert and cognitive, and everything's great other than just the pain in his neck and just trying to figure out what's next for him. But one of the things I did in Q1 was I did this thing that, that basically, I don't know if it's called anything, but it's when you have a lot of projects going on like I do, or even if your projects are more, um, if they're home projects, it doesn't have to be creative. It doesn't have to be like literary projects like I'm working on. It could be any kind of project, but the philosophy is 90 minutes for 90 days, one project. Okay. So I was trying to, I wrote a novel a couple of years ago called Calendar Bombs and I was part of an editing group and it just wasn't feeling right. Like I felt like I liked the story, I liked the characters, but it just something about, it, I, I could feel that I was telling too much and not showing enough with my words. So after learning more about novel writing and after writing another novel that is that I have just kind of put aside, I rewrote Calendar Bombs. And the second version is so much better because I put the time in to really learn about plot structure and novel writing and whatnot. But what I did basically like mid-January through, well, I guess early January until I finished the novel was I made myself write for 90 minutes a day, except for the weekends, on that one project. So I, I set timers and I did all this stuff and it worked, y'all. Like it, like I got that novel written quite quickly and now I'm in the revision stage, but I made myself do that 90 minutes and I didn't quite do 90 days, plus I took the weekends off. But if there's something that you're really excited about or something that a goal that you have, um, you know, you don't have to do 90 minutes. It could be 30 minutes, but set some sort of, I like setting structural goals like that would have like time frames for me that I like that it's really clear and I like to like check stuff off. And so it just feels really good. I like for timers to go off. All those little things make me feel accomplished. And so 
that was something I wanted to do in Q1 was finish up Calendar Moms and get it into a place of revision. And I did that. So I'm proud of myself for that. Although I did have a lot of stuff going on just in my life. But anyway, um, so with this being the last episode of March, I'm circling back around to the five things to smile about. And admittedly, this month was a little more challenging, but because I was scrolling through my pictures and I was thinking, oh, what, what brought me joy this month and what made me smile? And, and, and there definitely were things, which I'm going to talk about, but it was also kind of been a heavy month and I, but that's okay. I mean, some months are like that and there's still plenty, plenty, plenty to smile about. Also, one of the things that I was trying to focus on in March was the wheel of life. And I got a lot of great feedback on that. And so I think going forward, I'm going to touch on it routinely because honestly, anything, any topic that's talked about on this podcast is going to touch on one of the spokes um, of the wheel of life. And if you hadn't listened to that episode, the six wheel, the, the six spokes of the wheel of life include health, relationships, career, money, family and friends, and then spiritual and personal development. And so, yes, most of the things I talk about and all the things that I think about have to do with one of those six aspects. So even though I intentionally focused on it in, in the month of March, I think I'm going to keep touching on it throughout the, um, just, just throughout, because I feel like it's a cool thing to think about. And if you go back and listen to my original episode on the will of life, I tell you how to do the self-assessment to figure out which areas are going well and which areas you need to focus on and how you can kind of, um, and what and how it evolves and how you switch it around to make sure that you're finding harmony in all six areas. So, um, so that's that. But so basically I, like, like I said, I went through my photos on my phone and I liked, I looked at my calendar for the month of March and I found the five things that made me smile the biggest and here they are. So number one, okay, so this was kind of cool. So on Ash Wednesday, we all sat down and talked about, and I mentioned this on a previous episode, but we talked about either what we were going to give up or what we were going to take on for the month, for the season of Lent. And I had said that I wanted to reconnect with, you know, people that I had sort of lost touch with. And I wanted to reconnect with memories from my past and people from my past because since my mom's passing, I feel like I've become a little detached from things that made me think too much about her because it was a way to protect my heart. And I think after almost seven years, you know, I need to just embrace all of that and not make it feel so uncomfortable when I'm around people who knew her really well or around people who make me think of her or around places that make me think of her. I just, I have to move past it because it feels like a block and I just, it's something I wanted to work on. Well, interestingly, when my dad fell, that organically had me communicating with a lot of people that I had not communicated with in quite some time. So for instance, my aunt and uncle in South Carolina who are still living and so my dad's brother and sister are both still living and doing well. And when I was growing up, we would see them quite a bit, but I haven't seen them in many years and I'm ashamed to say that even though I love them to death. And when we talk, it's so fun to catch up, but, I was able to talk to them both after my dad fell, and it was really cool to hear their voices. And then um, some of his former colleagues, he used to work for a charter bus company, and some of his former colleagues were calling me because they couldn't get in touch with him. And even though I just chit-chatted with them briefly, it was kind of fun to reminisce and talk to these folks who have known my dad forever and whose wives were friends with my mom and stuff like that. And then at the same time, 
this podcast has actually helped me reconnect and talk to old friends. So for instance, I had Lana as a guest and Lana and I had, we, we, we do talk a lot, but not enough. I definitely don't see her talk to her nearly enough because I could see her every day and that wouldn't be enough. But doing that podcast together was super fun. And it, um, you know, it made us talk a lot during that week and it made us talk afterward. And so that was fun. And then also regarding the podcast one on one episode, I talked about, um, being curious and you know I love that Ted Lasso quote that says be curious not judgmental and so I had talked about how I wanted a shirt that said stay curious so I could walk around and wear it and give everyone a reminder to be curious not judgmental and so one day I think it's a Saturday oh yeah I think so um but anyway I got a package in the mail and it didn't have a return address it didn't say who it was from it was just this really cute sky blue t-shirt that said stay curious And it was just so fun to get it in the mail because obviously somebody had heard it on the podcast and I didn't know who it was from. But then about an hour later, I got a text from my super close, cute friend, Tracy from, she she lives outside of New York City and she said, you should be getting a package today. And I loved it because it was like a little gift from my dear, dear friend. And so that was really fun too. And she and I also text, you know, some, but again, not enough. So when we go to New York in a couple of weeks, trying to figure out how to see each other. Um, and then another example is my friend Amy, who is a realtor in Weaverville. And she and I have been, or Asheville, but she and I have been reconnecting recently and talking about the podcast. And we're going to lunch this week. So I just, um, on all three of them are obviously people I've met in the past. And it's so fun to reconnect and reminisce with them. And there are a couple of other examples, but I don't have to go on and on with this one. But anyway, what has made me smile this month is just being able to reconnect with people from the past. And even though a lot of times we talk about not dwelling on the past and like focusing f- focusing our eyes forward and not worrying about the past or regretting things, I still think it's important to to hold those connections close, you know, the connections that we created with, you know, and to also not forget those previous versions of ourselves, especially if they were good versions. I mean, if we went through phases in life where we had some versions of ourselves that we weren't super proud of, you know, that's not what I mean. But, you know, if you have these folks that really impacted your life at any point in time, it's it's cool to try to stay in touch one way or the other. Number two, baseball. Man, travel baseball is certainly a culture that I'm getting well acquainted with. Um, so Case is my youngest son is on a travel baseball team. We've only been to one tournament so far, but it was super fun and it was also eye-opening. Um, you know, travel sports these days and the culture of travel sports, it's something else. My older son, he did travel swim and travel soccer. So, I mean, I kind of had an idea of what it was going to be like, but, you know, each sport has their own culture, and so I actually had a blast. Um, I really get into the, to the things that the kids enjoy, so I don't see them as a burden or something that's affecting my schedule or anything like that. I just love it. I just, I know that they just grow up so fast, and it's so fun to see them joyful and having fun, and there's something about this particular age group. Um, they're like 10 and 11 they're on the cusp of puberty but they're not there yet so there's they still have those cute little high voices but they are more mature than like little kids and I don't know but it's fun and they are funny so that we went to our first travel ball tournament last weekend and there's more coming up in April and May and June and I'm excited to see um, the growth the case makes I, I can already see his improvement like significantly um, just being part of this team since October so that has been something that has made me smile and 
I look forward to continuing on. And I was laughing because one of the other seasoned baseball travel moms, she said she had an entire jewelry box of baseball jewelry, which I thought was so cute because I love jewelry and I love to be a cheesy mom, like wearing all the stuff. So um, I only have two pairs of baseball earrings, so I'm going to have to get with it. I'm going to have to, you know, get on it with the baseball jewelry. But anyway, number three, um, you guys don't think this is cheesy, but it's Matthew, my significant other. He has made me smile this month because it's been a really hard month for me and I just feel like he knows me so well that he has just somehow knows, has has known what to do this month to keep me afloat. You know, he, he encourages me to go to lunch with those friends or try to get exercise in or, you know, it's just, I don't know, it's so cool because I feel like before him I hadn't had a relation, long-term relationship where it just felt so easy and fluid and especially going through a challenging time like I've been going through with my dad and the broken neck and the not this you know just all of it you know Matthew's just been following right along with everything that's happening and helping me like go to my dad's apartment and get all these things he needs or you know just being a sounding board and just lifting me up and that kind of thing um so he's probably gonna listen to this and so I just want him to know that he makes me smile and he's really funny and he like I don't know I just it's been it's been helpful to have a to have a solid partner this month because there's been a lot going on so I just wanted to say that um next this was kind of super cool so you know I have a realm of jobs whenever anyone asks my friend calls me the Ryan Seacrest of our small town because I it's like literally hard for me to explain what I do because I do so many, so many, like, or I do such an array of things that it's like complicated. Like when someone's like, oh, what do you do for a living? It's not like I can just say, I'm a nurse or I'm a teacher. It's like this long list of, well, I work part-time in a newspaper. I do freelance marketing, but I also have a podcast and I, I, set, I publish a children's book and it's just like, you know, all over the place. So anyway, it's like funny because I don't know how to explain what, what, what I do. I basically just say I'm a writer and then I go on to say, these are all the things I do, but one of the things I do for the newspaper is I write for a magazine called Green Built Alliance, and it's um, this organization out of Asheville that is like a association of all uh, builders who focus on sustainable building and sustainability and, you know, um, just taking care of Mother Earth and the climate. Those are That's a passion of mine, so I really actually love writing for this magazine. I write for it because our newspaper serves as the publisher. So we write the content, we edit content, we help lay it out, and then we um, get it published for the Alliance. So because of that, I get to write some of the articles. And one of the articles is about this um, organization in Asheville called Be Loved, and it's a group that, it's like a spiritual-based spiritual, spiritual based group, or originally it was. Um, the, the person, the, the director um, was a divinity major, but it's also like, you know, feels progressive and they, anyway, they take in people who are struggling and, and it could be a number of things. It could just be unemployment, homelessness, you know, all kinds of things. It's, it's a community of people who build each other up and they are actually building a village of tiny homes called the Beloved Village and it's all volunteer based and um, Amy, the director during COVID, she, the one with a divinity major, she got her general contractor's license in the middle of COVID and I'm like, that's so badass. Like you're, I mean, I just thought that instead of like, 
wallowing around being sad about COVID and like worrying about building supplies, she just went and got her general contractor's license so she could serve as a general contractor on site. Well, anyway, I went to visit them yesterday because I'm writing an article about it and all these volunteers are there building these these two-story tiny homes on this plot of land in Asheville and they're all just so nice and so energized and it's just it was like watching humanity at its finest and it made me smile because I just felt like this like this is humanity like you know there's so much negativity going on in the world and just like oh like the school shootings and just like all the the tornadoes and just the stressful stuff that's going on it just you know sometimes it's so uplifting to see a reminder of true kindness and altruism and just you know, the way we could be, the, the way that we all could be. And um, so that really made me smile yesterday. But I got a lot of uh, photos and videos. And in fact, it was such a cool experience that I may have my older son's one a class, this really cool class that he's part of, go visit and learn about what they're doing. And this village, the Beloved Village, is going to serve as a prototype for other similar villages around the country. So that was really cool. Um, and then lastly... The last thing that has made me smile this month is this book called The Mountain Is You. And it's by Brianna West. Um, I found her on Instagram. You know how I've told you guys how I have culled down my Instagram feed so that it's just basically inspirational quotes and like, you know, information from psychologists and stuff about yoga, meditation, you know, vagus nerve, like all the stuff that I'm super interested in, nutrition. And Brianna West is one of the writers or creators that I've been following, and she wrote this book called The Mountain Is You. And so she did a great job marketing because what she would do is she would pull sections from the book and put them as Instagram quotes, and they were so powerful. And then after that, she would, of course, say, like, you know, link in my bio, and then it would, like, lead you to buy her book. And I totally did because I love it. So basically the concept is we all seem to – we all feel like there's this mountain in front of us that we can't get over to achieve a goal or to do that next thing, or to go to that place, or to move to that new city, or apply for that job, and to lose the weight, whatever it is that we feel like is a mountain to climb, the mountain is actually you. It is us. We are our own mountain because we get in our own way and we do these self-sabotaging behaviors and we get in our own way, so we are the mountain, right? It's like mind-blowing when you think about it. Um, So I'm not going to go on and on about her book, but there's just one short section that I feel like is really powerful. It's right at the beginning. And then um, I always like to support other female creators. So if you wanted to buy her book, you can. Um, It's on Amazon, but I actually ordered it from her website because what I have learned with my children's book is that when you order stuff on a website, the author literally gets $1 per book. And when you order them from their website, the author usually gets at least um, 50% or 75% of, of the earnings. So it's so different when you order from their actual website instead of from Amazon. Um, I mean, any kind of book sales is great, but that's just the way that it is in this day and age. Um, so here we go. So instead of leaving you with a quote today, I was going to leave you with a passage, a short little passage from this book. Um, so, so here we go. When you arrive at the breaking point, the foot of the mountain, the heat of the fire, the night that finally wakes you, you are at the crux of the breakdown. And if you are willing to do the work, you will find that it is the entryway to the breakthrough you have spent your entire life waiting for. Your old self can no longer sustain the life you're trying to lead. It is time for reinvention and rebirth. You must release 
your old self into the fire of your vision and be willing to think in a way you have never even tried before. You must mourn the loss of your younger self, the person who has gotten you this far, but who is no longer equipped to carry you onward. You must envision and become one with your future self, the hero of your own life. She is going to lead you from here. The task in front of you is silent, simple, and monumental. It is a feat most do not ever get to the point of attempting. You must now learn agility, resilience, and self-understanding. You must change completely, never to be the same again. The mountain that stands in front of you is the calling of your life, your purpose for being here, and your path finally made clear. One day, this mountain will be behind you, but who you become in the process of getting over it will stay with you always. In the end, it is not the mountain you must master, but yourself. So I will leave you with that very intense passage. Um, Well, I hope you all have a wonderful day. Thank you for joining me on episodes this month. It was a really fun month and I, my next episode will be the first episode of April and it's going to kind of be about becoming and blossoming and the beginning, the rebirthing because you know, it's spring. So we've got lots of that going on. Um, and I can't wait for those upcoming episodes and we'll have some more guests and I'm going to have Matthew back on for an episode and hopefully my sister, we're going to do another episode on skincare, um, as we go into these warmer seasons and with all the UV rays and everything, we're going to talk a little bit about that. And so I wish you all well and hope, hope you have a great afternoon and I will see you on the next episode. If you are enjoying this podcast, please consider subscribing so you don't miss an episode. My goal is to share information and inspiration so that women feel seen, heard, and empowered. Also, if you know someone who would benefit from this podcast, please share. Lastly, if you have a topic or idea that you want to hear more about, or if you want me to expound upon a topic I've previously discussed, please let me know. Message me on any of my social media platforms or email at susanna.shetley at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening.